You're listening to Fanholes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those at? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. (laughs) I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. uh, We are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman. (laughs) It is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. (laughs) (laughs) We do a podcast? What the fuck? Gandalf the Grey. Still smoking the halfling's leaf, I see. And what's this that has your ear? Oh, oh. <coughs> I was just listening to Fan Holes, the pop culture podcast made for fans by fans. They are foolish fellows. Their love of science fiction, pop culture, and comic books have addled their brains and yellowed their teeth, somehow. No, speak not to me of the fan holes. Tell me, when did Saruman the Wise abandon reason for madness? I gave you the chance to turn away from them, but you have elected the way of pain! Hello and welcome to Fan Holes Podcast. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm going to be your host. We have a film-centric episode uh, for you tonight. Uh, We're going to be talking about one film franchise and a a current film. We're going to be first uh, leading off with a discussion of, I guess, well, I shouldn't say a film franchise, like Lord of the Rings, just basically like the entire, you know, Lord of the Rings franchise, the books, the films, you know, whatever, and basically our personal experiences with it. And then uh, the second part of the show, we're going to be talking Captain America, the Winter Soldier, uh, the the sequel to Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, it was released. It was very successful and popular, and we all liked it. So, you know, we, we figured we'd uh, talk about it. So, yeah, so I'm Mike, and uh, joining me tonight are... I am Victoria Peachbottom. <laughs> oh, my God, he's out of himself. And you know what? Since you've said that, Justin, I am Tony, and you can have my axe. <laughs> oh, I should have started a whole thing like that. It's too late now, though, now that I've exposed the illusion. I am companions. So be it. You shall be the Fellowship of the Ring. Right. Where are we going? Uh, the Hobbit. Number three, Return of the Hobbits, or no, uh, the Battle of Five Armies yeah. <laughs> will probably be out by the time this uh, this airs, and uh, so Peter Jackson has stretched out a like one hundred and something page book into three three hour movies. So you know, uh, marketing sense, but no, 
all that is said and done, I do enjoy the movies. But like before we talk about them, like I, I guess I'd like to just start off and ask, like, when did you guys like first become aware of like Lord of the Rings? And like, was it with the books? Was it the movies? Uh, uh, Justin, what about you? Like, when when did you first like like yeah, basically like say, hey, that kind of looks cool, or someone maybe told you about the books, or you know, whatever. Um, a bunch of my D and D buddies were into the books, and like I, I hadn't read them, and they. One of my buddies, he was trying to make Gollum's head in clay in art class, which we kind of made fun of him. It ended up looking like a Gamorrean guard, and he kind of got mad. But uh, that's when I first became aware of them, and then it seemed like not long after that, I learned about the movies coming out, and uh, my buddy who made the Gollum Gamorrean guard head, he was really excited because. You know, it was Peter Jackson, but uh, he was excited because Peter Jackson, you know, he used to do all these, like, low-budget movies, like, you know, kind of the weird, like, Heavenly Creatures movie about these two, like, weird girls in love. And, oh, yeah, and what was it, uh, Meet the Fields? Yeah, he, he did a bunch of, you know, like, kind of really, like, just really gross-out horror movies, so my, my buddy was, like, really excited. But um, it wasn't until... Um, I think Two Towers was getting ready to come out, or it had just come out. I decided to sit down and read the books. And I read Fellowship, and then I moved on to Two Towers, and I got halfway into it, and I was like, I've had enough of this. I like, I know I'm the book guy on this podcast, and I guess to my shame, like, I, I don't like the books. Like, it, it just seems like any time, like, the plot moves forward or there's any action, it's like they got to stop and recite a poem or do a song or something. And, I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> they're nice. They're, they're, a, they're a tad dry. Yeah. I mean, so, some of them are really nice, and, you know, I, I love to be outside, and I love nature and photography and stuff. So I can appreciate some of them, but I think it just kind of like, it brings the narration down to a halt. You know, I'm just like, okay, a song and a poem. Okay, we're going to, like, go up the mountain, and we're going to get the ghost army or whatever, and, you know, fight the spider, whatever. And it's like, oh, we're here. Oh, this looks nice. I'm going to recite this poem that, you know, Aragon taught me, like, while we were on Weathertop. It, it just seems like it, it always did that far too often. And I just got fresh. <laughs> Roses are red. Violets are too. This mountain's really tall. And Gandalf is too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. rhyming, rhyming two with two, Tony? Mwah. Lazy. <laughs> I'm I'm not a Tolkien. I can't help it. He, he, he was a better writer than I am. Yeah, but, but I guess, like I said, to my shame, like I, I don't care for the books. And I know if some you know fans out there listening are going to be like, oh, you know, aghast, like you know, anime style, like oh, or, or whatever. But it's, it's okay. I will bear that shame. Um, but it, it's kind of funny, Mike. And you know, when you were introducing the topic, you said that you know Peter Jackson took a like hundred-page book and turned it into three movies, which that's actually kind of close to the truth. Like, a buddy of mine, um, after the first Hobbit movie film came out, he sat down and read The Hobbit because he never read it. And it, I think it is only like 200, maybe 250-some pages or something. And I was asking him about the differences and stuff because, you know, whenever we see a comic book film, he's like, how close is this to the comic book? So I was like, how close is this to the book? And he was telling me some of the differences. And I was like, well, what are they going to do in the next film? And he's like, well, I don't know. There's like a battle and some other stuff in the end. It's only like, you know, 30 pages. He's like, I don't know how they're going to stretch 30 pages into like a two and a half hour movie, but I guess we'll find out. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. The Hobbit. I've read The Hobbit, and The mm. Hobbit is not a a long read. You can get through it in like an an evening. <laughs> Yeah, I feel kind of, I guess, ashamed that I've never read, like, The Hobbit, at least, since it's, like, I always hear, yeah, it's very short, and, like, you know, uh, I I feel like it should have been on some kind of summer reading list at some point during my school career, but it never was, so, like, I guess, like, I I was like, man, how did I, like, miss that when when I first, like, heard of Lord of the Rings, basically? What about you, Tony? What's your, like, history with Lord of the Rings? Um, well, as you guys are well aware of, I was born before the age of man, so, um... <laughs> Tony is a relative of Gandalf, don't tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, <laughs> I was known as, uh, Tony the Beige. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say pink, so... <laughs> oh, at least I fixed that a little bit. <laughs> Tony the Beige! <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 a he's an autumn, you know. It's okay. Um, but uh, actually, uh, I have a, kind of a long story with the uh, like history of like where it's coming to my life because I first got interested with the uh, Rankin Bass cartoons, um, mm. the old days, you know, like where there's a whip, there's a way, you know, that kind of stuff. And it kind of it kind of has gone along my life for a while because. My friend was huge into, like, the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, my friend Doug. You guys will never meet him. He's not on the podcast. But he was, like, all fired up in the 90s because uh, they were announcing they were going to make movies and it's going to come out soon. And he was even more excited for that than, like, the prequels. And, like, it always kind of stayed with me. I read The Hobbit when I was in, I think, uh, fifth grade or sixth grade, like, the transition between elementary and middle school and it's always kind of been in my life, but I'm not a huge fan. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm uh, whatever they are. I don't know. I know there's brown coats for Serenity. I know there's all these names like Trekkies and all that. I don't know what Lord of the Rings fans are called. But um, but at the same time, I will say this. Every uh, movie of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I haven't seen the Hobbit movies. Um, maybe that's to my detriment on this uh, podcast, but... I I did enjoy the Lord of the Rings movies <clears throat> the first time. I don't find them rewatchable just because they're very long and mm. you have to be a fan to really get into it. But when I first saw them, I was like, oh, my God, these are really well done. This is quality. This is a good adaptation. So uh, I don't I don't say it's my favorite thing in the world, but they, they, I mean, the movies are really well done. I mean, I, I can't lie. The special effects, the acting and all that. Yeah, I mean – when I first got introduced to it, I didn't think that Rankin Bass would go to that level with Peter Jackson later on, like in my life. So yeah, see, I, I'm yeah. kind of the opposite. Like I'll sit down and watch extended cuts of all three films, like back to back to back, and then watch them again with commentary. Like that's that's how that's how crazy I am about that. Oh yeah, and there's, was, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, well, I was gonna kind of. I guess I, I would I would side with Tony where. Like years and years ago, like two two of my friends, they they were showing a, a Lord of the Rings marathon, like for a whole day, and it was like the extended versions in a theater, 
And, like, you basically went there at, like, 11 in the morning, and you wouldn't get out until, like, midnight, because, like, they showed, like, all three in a row with maybe, like, 20-minute <laughs> intermissions. Yeah. yeah, exactly, like, with 20-minute intermissions in between. And, like, they went to it, and they watched, like, all of them, and I was like, holy crap, man. Like, I would, uh, like, my eyes would be bleeding by the end of maybe the second movie. I I, like... I guess I like watching them the first time, but and then, like, I don't think I can watch them completely the second time. Like, I'll always catch them if they're on TV or something, and I'll, like, maybe watch them, like, halfway through or something. But, man, like, if you tell me, like, oh, like, sit through this, like, one more time, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> yeah, I w- it's it's I w- a big time commitment. I, I would say the only one I can watch all the way through is kind of like Star Wars. I can watch Empire Strikes Back all the way through. The first two, I kind of fall – I mean, the first and the last one, I kind of fall asleep with. But Return of the King is really action-packed. I can sit through that one. That one's a pretty good movie. That's like – as far yeah. as, like, it keeps drawing you in. You know, I just I just like seeing, you know, uh, Justin will know the guy. The guy who's like, ah! He's on fire and he jumps off the cliff. That always makes me laugh. <laughs> the human, yeah, we used to. Me and my friends used to call him the Human Torch. Like he just, yeah, he he made it an impressively far distance to make that jump. Like he was on fire, and then he ran to the very edge of the spire or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, and then like like yeah, that, that was a pretty good little jog. <laughs> yeah, that was um, what's his face, uh, John Noble. Noble. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, uh, uh, what's his face, the guy from Fringe and. Uh, the voice of Unicron in Transformers Prime, which oh, nice. he wasn't—he wasn't a very good Unicron. But. Parasites, they too shall know my wrathful hand once I am finished with you. But uh, I, I guess we should ask Justin. Like, we're gonna probably have to go to him a lot since he's a bigger fan. Like, did, did like from what you read? I know you said he kind of dropped off the books after a while, but like, despite the poetry not being there. Did, like, the uh, Peter Jackson films kind of give you that, like, oh, shit, this is really good. That, like, you know, that, like, oh, I'm getting my, like, fanboy wish when you watch the movies. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, like I said, I kind of watched the first two films and then kind of tried to read the books. So whenever I was reading the books, like, that's what I had in my mind. You know, I had those actors portraying those characters, whereas, you know, my buddies from, like, Back in art class, for my D and D buddies, you know, they didn't have that. They just like, you know, they could just picture whoever. You know, it, it's. I think that's why a lot of people say that, you know, the book is always better. It's, uh, it's not always how it's adapted or whatever. A lot of it has to do is like what you picture in your mind is sometimes better. Like you might picture, you know, a different person as a character, whereas the film version they cast someone ridiculous, like you know, Gilbert Godfrey as Gandalf or something. <laughs> like that, that would be kind of. Completely ridiculous. You shall not pass. <laughs> no, no. What do you call? It? I I like the movies, but like I I just feel like I don't like them enough to like rewatch them, basically. And uh, like my roommate's a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so like I he I always like he always wants to see them like on midnight whenever they 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 premiere. So like I I always get like roped into going. So like you know you go watch the movie at midnight and it's not over till like four a.m. or whatever. <laughs> so I'm like holy crap! Like I want to go to bed now, but. No, I enjoy them. Like I, I, I've seen both. I saw both the the Hobbit movies uh, so far, and I, I will go see like the the third one. And I think they're very well made movies. And uh, like, uh, I, I can appreciate even if I haven't read the books really. Like, uh, 
to any serious extent. Uh, well, that's not true. I, I read uh, the two towers, which I I don't know why. Like I read the second. I started with the second book. Like I after that movie came out, I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. But like I don't remember anything about it really. So like I, it must have not been very memorable. <laughs> But, um, like, I can appreciate the love and the care that goes into these movies and, like, how, like, you know, obviously Peter Jackson is very enthusiastic about them. And I, I know I was reading, like, you know, he was, he's been trying to make those movies, like Justin said, since, like, the mid-90s or whatever. And, like, they finally, everything finally, like, came together to, like, uh, have it released, like, in the early 2000s, but... You know, the the effort and the care is very evident. Well, I, I think one of the things that really shines through is you have to kind of take into account how old they are. Because, I mean, like, you know, the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy has been out for a while now and ended a couple of years ago. And a lot of people were like, you know, I want a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Let's get a Dungeons and Dragons movie. And they got a Dungeons and Dragons movie. It's like, oh, my God, <laughs> that sucks balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then they got Lord of the Rings. They're like, "Oh, this is what we were wanting." You know, I mean, it, it is good fantasy. I cannot, in any way, shape, or form, say this is not a good fantasy, like you know, series. I mean, I'll give it that. I mean, it may not be something I want to watch all the time, but like you said, Mike, there's quality there. There's like when you watch it, you you do get kind of pulled into it. You know, it's like, can you get pulled into it as a non-fan? Who knows? But like someone like Justin, who actually does enjoy it. I'm sure, like he said, you know, he can watch all the extra content. He loves the commentaries. And, like, for someone who likes, you know, really good fantasy, I mean, is that what pulls you in, Justin, is just good fantasy movies? I think it's kind of that world-building aspect of it. You know, Tolkien basically invented Elvish for these books and for some of the other books in the series, you know. And then there are fans out there who can speak it. It's kind of like Klingon in Star Trek. It just has... You know, it, it feels like a totally immersive world where you can, you know, if you feel like it, you can go to, you know, the midnight showing with Mike and you can dress up as Legolas and you can speak Elvis if you want to. Um, as much as I love them, I, I don't go to that level, you know, like for, yeah. for, for Star Trek. Like, I know a few words of Klingon, but I don't, you know, I, I couldn't sit here and do this podcast in Klingon, whereas there are fans out there, they could do this podcast in Klingon and or Elvis. But I think that that's what kind of, you know, attracts me. It's like it's a fully realized world with, you know, characters. You appreciate the people who don't who do love it that much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love those guys. Like anybody who will, you know, dress up as you know, Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. I, those those are my people. Like I mean, not uh, you know, no Elvish or Klingon, but like whenever I see somebody like that, I'm, I just know my head. I'm like, yeah, those are my people. <laughs> yeah. I think. Have you ever walked into a room where there's like a bunch of dwarfs and they all spontaneously break out in song. I'd be impressed by that. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, one one thing I think was uh, kind of controversial in like, especially the first movie. After that, people kind of got over it, but everybody was like all pissed off that like <clears throat> they uh, scaled down people like Elijah Wood and you know all these people who are supposed to be uh, hobbits and you know use digital effects to make them look shorter. Me, personally, I thought that was fucking stupid that people got annoyed by it. I thought it looked great. I totally bought that these guys were shorter. I don't understand the, the bitching about it. 
Actually, like, I remember reading that they actually used very few, like, special effects when they, what do you call, like, and when, uh, yeah, it was like camera sizing too, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, camera tricks, and, like, from far away, they used, like, little people, like, subbing in for hobbits and stuff, and I don't know, like, I, I saw some, there was some, like, long, boring documentary about <laughs> it, like, on one of those extended di- uh, sets that I convinced myself to buy because I was like, "Yeah, I'll watch this one day," and I never did. But but yeah, but well. I own them. Like the option is there if I wanted to like watch all of them. <laughs> but no, nah, do you guys at all? Since like the the universe is so rich and you know uh, layered and has so many like well developed characters, do you guys have like a favorite like uh, Lord of the Rings character? As far as the movies, I'll have to go with Gollum. I think Andy Serkis just hit it out of the fucking park. Because he was not only, like, a really good voice actor for it, but, you know, he did all the movement. That was all motion capture and stuff, and it was him crawling around and being all, like, creepy and stuff, and he nailed it. He just nailed it, you know? Master's my friend. You don't have any friends. Nobody likes you. Not listening. Not listening. You're a liar. And a thief. No. Murderer. Go away. Go away. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Where would you be without me? Ellen. Ellen. I saved us. It was me. We survived because of me. I like some of the, like, I guess kind of tragic guys like Boromir and uh, Theoden. So, like, I remember, like, going to see Fellowship and one of my buddies who had read the novels, he was like, he's like, you should pay attention to Boromir because he kind of reminds me of you. And after that, I was like, wait, he kind of, like, went a little bonkers there and tried to take the ring you know, he was not not evil, but you know. So you're saying I get killed in the first movie? Thanks, asshole. <laughs> I was like, you know, he 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 wasn't evil. He was just, you know, had you know good intentions. I guess it's like that, you know, that saying, you know, the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Like he wanted to use the ring, to, you know, for his own purposes in the way he saw. And I was like, it kind of took me a while to say that. And then he was like, you know, you also reminded me kind of kind of a failed in and I was like oh great like he starts out crazy and then he dies too (laughs) (laughs) do you know there's a trend here Justin (laughs) and he gets upstaged by his daughter but (laughs) I I, I I don't know if he's my favorite character but I will give credit to uh, uh, Viggo Mortensen the guy who played Strider and or slash Aragorn that's a big role and he may not be my favorite character but he he pulled it off really well as far as that goes yeah Cause he had to the only for... the only the only line I always thought was cheesy with it with him was at the end of Fellowship when he's like, "Let's go hunt some orc." At the end, like that that was kind of like, you know, "Let's kick some ice." Or something. <laughs> I don't know. That was, uh, but no, but I digress. My my I, I'd say my favorite character is that one orc who drop kicks the other orc in that one fight, like in. Uh, Return of the King, I think. Yeah, he's my he's my favorite. <laughs> That's your dude. <laughs> oh, and also the orc with the Olympic torch in two towers, <laughs> who like makes the run, epic run and dives into the 
what do you call it, the thing. I mean, every time I see that, I'm like, you know. Well, if we're going to go on that, I'll also give, like, credit to the fact they used a 1930s bomb with a wick. (laughs) (laughs) It should have said TNT on it or something. No, like, there's there's characters I like, but I don't think there's anyone I like, like, really specifically. Like, you'd think I'd like Legolas because I like people who use, like, bows and arrows. But I guess I'm kind of like Derek, where, like, Derek's kind of like, man, Legolas isn't so hot. Like, you know, he's, he's, why, like, he's cool, but why is he cool? He just is. Like, you don't question it. He's cool. Well, well, you know, I, I think that was actually a really good choice by Peter Jackson. Like, he had some starring moments for certain people. And he made them seem really cool, but he actually did kind of keep the fellowship. You know, he was like, these are all people who play an important part at certain parts, but nobody is really better than anybody else. And I, I think that's actually kind of a cool thing. Yeah. He could, I guess write, I, he could I, write a team better than Bendis is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think if if you forced me at gunpoint to name someone like specific that I liked, I'd, I'd probably pick Gimli as my favorite character because I don't know, like John Rhys Davies yeah, is just yeah. awesome yeah. in that role. He was already dead. He was twitching. He was twitching because he's got my axe embedded in his nervous system. One of the things I do remember from some of that supplementary material on the extended DVDs is like, you know, people, uh, what do you call all the orc like stuntmen and stuff were like, kind of like, you know, we, we were going to like block out this really long fight scene. And like John Reese Davies just like came up to us and was like, just run at me and I'll hit you with my axe. You know, <laughs> Like yeah, that's pretty funny. You know your John Reese Davis, not really Gimli, right? And like, yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna hit you with my axe anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty funny. The the fact that he could take a line like "You can never toss a dwarf" and not make people cringe is is pretty good. The one the one thing I, I have left to say as far as Lord of the Rings is is like if anyone is like big into film and big into like you know spectacle and stuff. Those are where these films shine because they're so fucking beautiful. They really are. I mean, all the landscapes, I know it takes place mostly in New Zealand and, like, you know, as far as the, the filming and stuff. But it is so lush and, like, beautiful. It's like As far as, like, cinematography and all that good stuff, I will give it that. It is so, like, just breathtaking to look at. I'll give it that. I'm looking forward to like uh what's it the yeah, Battle of the Five Armies or whatever, but I guess like the consequence of not reading the books is that like I've gotten spoiled on what happens and whatnot. So like it, it's kind of like now like the the last like five movies I I kind of it was kind of fresh to me because I kind of didn't know I hadn't read the books and I had avoided a lot of people talking about it so I didn't know what was going to happen but now that it's like on its sixth movie it's and the internet is a lot more firmly entrenched and spoilers are like I kind of got spoiled on a bunch of stuff that happens in like the last battle, which is kind of, you know, I guess like you have no one to blame, but yourself, if you like, you know, are around those areas and you just happen to read spoilers for a 50 year old book. But, you know, sometimes <laughs> I'm kind of like, whatever, you know, it's not a big deal, but uh, yeah. I just I, thought I said, yeah, it. but they're so lush and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But no, no I, I, I agree. Like at a certain point, like you're like, Oh, how much more can this go? 
and not in a bad way. You're just like, what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, yeah. I look forward to the day when I can sit down and watch all six movies back-to-back. That's what I'm looking forward to. I can just, you know, grow bed sores and, you know, have a, have <laughs> just a like, I wouldn't be gone for, like, two months. Just don't even bother. <laughs> I'm watching Lord of the Rings, guys. See you in two months. You've got you've got tissue boxes for shoes. I just, you know, I'm like, I'm like uh, Howard Hughes in The Aviator. I've just got <laughs> He's like, hook up the IV, watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Come in with the milk. Come in with the milk. And the, la- the last thing I'll say is me and my friends always used to make fun of the part where uh, um, Sam is offering to take the ring for Frodo, and he's like, it's uh, like he's in slow motion. He's like, we could share the load. <laughs> <laughs> and we always used to make fun of that part. Because, you see, uh, the joke was that Sam and Frodo were homosexuals. Get it? <laughs> Oh, wow. I never even caught yeah. that. No. I, I'm pretty sure we're the first people to ever make that connection, yes. Nani? Yeah. What? That yeah. is new and fresh. No. Um, uh, it, no, it, it, it's what he called it. It's, I know there's people who would like to interpret it like that, but there's what he called I I don't think there's any. Slash writers yeah, ahoy. Slash, yeah, yeah. yeah I was do not say, want. Do not want. Yeah, I'd rather just take it at face value that they're best friends or whatever. So. Yeah. They're, they're Vietnam vets who went through hell. That's that's what I'm going with, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, oh, we have, we have, oh, God. Oh, I was going to say, it was like, it's not totally my cup of tea, but it's not horrible. I, I think they're definitely worth a watch if you've never watched them before. I mean, if you don't watch them, you, you are missing out on something. Yeah, they're they're totally epic films, and, you know, if you, if no one's, if you haven't seen them, yeah, I would, I would not shy away from them. I mean... Even like even the, the the new ones, the Hobbit films, like I I enjoyed watching each one so far, and I'm sure I'll enjoy the third one. So, um, we haven't mentioned them at all. I was gonna say, what do you guys think of like Gandalf or Ian McKellen and and like Christopher Lee, like Saruman, like they they're pretty important characters, and I just noticed we hadn't mentioned them yet. So I don't know anything anything at all about them. Um, I th- I think Gandalf has probably. Well, not Gandalf, but Ian McKellen has done a really good job of cementing his geek status as being not only Magneto, but Gandalf, and they're two separate characters, so good on him on that. And he's also probably one of the first pot smokers in fantasy, so good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unlike, unlike Derek, I like and enjoy uh, magic stuff, so you know, whenever Gandalf or uh, Saruman is on the screen, I'm, like, paying attention, you know, like, I think Christopher Lee is great in just about anything anyway, whether it's, you know, whether he's Dracula or even Count Dooku, he's he's on the screen, and I'm like, he has my attention, even if his name is Dooku. <laughs> but, uh, he just, he just a, commands a presence, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was mad, I was, like, I didn't know it, but, like, in the extended edition, like, you actually get to see, like, Soromon die, like, in Return of the King. But, like, in the, the theatrical versions, like, they cut that scene. So, like, I, I like I remember Christopher Lee, like, spoke out where he was all pissed off. And I, I'd probably be pissed off, too. Like, Mike, we had to have five hobbits jumping on a bed, okay? That's true. <laughs> they had to have, yeah, like, eight endings, but they couldn't show... They couldn't show the main bad guy of the first two movies die or anything, so, yeah. They will not be rid of me so easily. Saruman will not be cast aside. <laughs> <laughs>
like another thing me and my friends always used to like goof on is that last scene where Frodo's in bed and they all keep coming in and like and they're like you know hey it's you and then, then like you know Legolas comes in and it's like it's Legolas and then Gimli comes in and it's like it's Gimli I was just and worried it, that like fucking Frodo's jaw was gonna break because every time someone comes in he's like yeah. huh <laughs> we, we always used to joke that it's like hey it's Gollum like he's here and <laughs> Hey, and Boromir's alive too. Like, and they all like the walk Rock in and like, he's back. And they like and they like they all jump on the bed with Frodo and stuff. But, yeah. um, oh, look I'll, at the all-seeing eye of Sauron. He's back. Um, I also really like uh, Sylvester McCoy as Radagast the Brown. Um, like I think that's a really interesting character to like watch on screen. Plus, Sylvester McCoy was the seventh Doctor for Doctor Who, and that's one of my favorites. So like. Whenever he's on screen, he has my attention too, and you know, he's all crazy, like eating mushrooms and acting all like weird. Nice. And having bird crap in his hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah also, he was very good. A, a, a little uh, throughout to, uh, I don't know who plays him, but the guy who played Warm Tongue. Wasn't that fucking Loki? Was that Loki? No. No, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but I've seen him. Yeah, he did a good job as Warm Tongue. He, he was he was a very good, slithery, asshole, like, yeah, jerk face. So, yeah, good job on that. Sweet. With the, so. name, with the name like Warm Tongue, he was a bad guy. <laughs> I know, right? It's Who like, thought? It's, it's what I was saying about, like, Senator Ratbat. Like, you know, <laughs> vote, vote, vote Senator Ratbat, a name you can trust. Like, my my trusted advisor, like... Pussface worm tongue or something, you know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Good guy stabbing the back is my closest ally. <laughs> yes. Mike, you know Del Rusk. <laughs> Del Rusk, yes. If you rearrange those letters, you get... <gasps> I don't know. I guess that's about it. Do, you, do you, either of you guys have any closing thoughts on Lord of the Rings? Uh, good, good stuff. Watch it. it. Yeah, definitely not bad. That's about it. Yeah. Really looking forward to the final film. Yeah, I think none of us are like real, like hardcore fans of it, but we all like you know we don't dislike it, and we we're, we all enjoy the movies. And you know, if we read the books, well, Justin said he was kind of bored by the books, but <laughs> you know, I'm sure the books are really good. You know, what do you call it? if you really invest the time and like kind of. You know, uh, read them. Like I know Christopher Lee said, like he reads them every single year. Cause, yeah. yeah, but see how? But yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't even. I know I read Two Towers, but I don't remember barely anything about it except for the fact that like the battle for Helm's Deep was like maybe like five pages in the book, and it was like the whole last hour of the movie. It's just because he's in them. He he read the At- Attack of the Clones novel like. Interpretation like every year too. Just don't even. <laughs> he, he He's read like, this Count Dooku guy is fucking amazing. <laughs> he reads them while he's taking a Count Dooku. <laughs> yes. Okay then. Well, Lord of the Rings. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Moving on. This past uh, year uh, saw the release of several Marvel films. We are going to talk about one of them, uh, the sequel to Cap. As I mentioned, the sequel to Captain America: The First Avenger, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. 
obviously titled that. Uh, it in- introduces the Winter Soldier and a bunch of other characters and features the return of a bunch of other characters from not only like the last movie, but also Avengers, like Black Widow stars in it. Obviously, Nick Fury and Maria Hill comes back. And, you know, Should a, we a go bunch ahead of and just say like spoilers out the ass. Yeah, I mean, by the time this airs, I mean, if you haven't watched it yet, you know. If you haven't watched it, you've been asleep. <laughs> you've been asleep, motherfucker. <laughs> Here's something else for you guys. The Winter Soldier is really bucky. I swear to God, like, when, when I was watching that movie the first time in theaters, I was, like, waiting when waiting for the Bucky reveal. And then, like, I just waited to hear any reaction from the crowd. And, just like, like that one guy in the corner, like, <gasps> Yeah, there was some girl, like, in the corner that gasped. And then there was, like, a couple of people who went, oh. But, like, there was, <laughs> oh, there was like, like, dog, it just yeah. got real. Yeah, like there was I don't think anyone was like super shocked that at that or anything. Yeah. Just uh I guess the Winter Soldier was very successful. Um Guardians of the Galaxy beat it out eventually, but it was still it in no way is considered a failure for Marvel. In fact, like many people say, you know, it, I think it's unanimously agreed that it was superior to the uh, the original Captain America. I actually and, I actually like the original Captain America a whole lot and this was, I will say that. Yeah, so it, it's always a good thing when the sequel is like better than like the the first movie. And like I, I know the first Captain America has its detractors. Like I was, I think it's a very solid movie. But I will definitely agree that like Winter Soldier like straddles that line between like this is a good superhero movie and this is a good movie, like, period. So, you know, like... I, I think if you didn't watch Captain America, the first Avenger, and watch Winter Soldier, you would not be lost. They they explain everything really well, but not convolutedly. They don't give you, like, bullshit. But when you watch it, you're like, this is a good fucking movie. Yeah, definitely. I think it pretty much gives you... Like, maybe you'll you'll miss some of the emotional, like, ties between him and, like, Bucky or him and like Peggy like for the one scene she was in but like other than that yeah it's a pretty self-contained movie so and it it's very very tonally like different and visually different from the first Avenger where like despite it being like World War Two, it's it seems like the first Avenger was a lot more colorful than like the Winter Soldier was and the Winter Soldier was a lot more like drab and sort of like well obviously it was like a kind of a superhero movie like disguised as like a spy movie almost but but you, but you had to have that tone though because of all the the kind of dark dealings going on yeah exactly yes but um i guess uh, there's no real plan here so i guess i'll i'll ask like justin what did, what did you general thoughts on the movie and like what what did you like about it basically what did i like about it i liked i think just about everything about it you know, if, you, if you've ever listened to our show for more than a couple episodes, you know that I'm a big fan of Bucky, especially Bucky Cap. So I was especially looking forward to see, you know, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, because he is the Winter Soldier. And I was curious to see how they were going to pull it off, you know, like how, how closely would they follow, you know, some of the Brubaker comic stories. I knew they wouldn't follow it too closely, um, but I was just kind of curious in what direction they would go since... I knew they wouldn't be chasing after the Cosmic Cube or whatever because they'd already did that. But I liked it. I know some people kind of complained 
like towards the end there was like too much going on or like I know some people feel like the the movie was like a really good movie, you know, kind of a good chase movie and fight movie and then like towards the end it got kind of like out there or something, but like I, I don't feel that way at all. I liked it. Honestly I was surprised about all the helicarriers crashing and shield, you know, basically no longer existing. Like I thought that was really interesting direction to go, especially given the fact that they have a TV series called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I was like, well, <laughs> wait a minute, you have a TV show that's basically centered around this organization. Like, how, how are you going to do that? So I was kind of curious to see how that played out. And I, like, I thought that played out actually pretty well on the TV show. Uh, another ca- character that was added uh, to this movie is Falcon. Um, I like Falcon. I kind of wish, you know, you guys were talking about drab and stuff. Like, I kind of wish his costume had a little bit more color. Like, I don't expect, like, the red and blue spandex or anything, but, like, I, I kind of wish he had just a little touch of color. Like, you know, not, I know he's, like, a soldier and he's wearing, you know, military gear and, you know, his wings are like a prototype or whatever, but... I mean, you kind of, like, wanted, like, <clears throat> how Batroc actually had Batroc's colors. Yeah, he, I mean, he... he that, that's a good example, Tony. Like, he... That was a good, like, little cameo in, you know, Batroc. He didn't have his mask you know, or his, like, you know, ridiculous mustache or anything. But he had his characters, you know, had some of his trademark, you know, you know, he's Batroc, the leaper, the leap or whatever, you know. That was that was good. But uh, it, it's it's a very minor thing. It, it's that's uh, really all I have to say is like, I just have like very minor nitpicks about the movie. Like I really enjoyed it. I def- I agree with I agree with virtually everything you said. Uh, like I I went into it like. I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. Basically, like I was really looking forward to it because, like, I'm not as big a fan of like Bucky as you, but I I do like him, and I what do you call? It? I was looking forward to how they'd like handle stuff like that, and I also like I did not. I don't recall ever thinking that like um like yeah the thing with Shield was gonna get as big as it did. Basically, like that. I was like wow. Like, all of Shield is like going to be taken down, basically, or or at least like a good like half, fifty percent of it is like Hydra, and like I I didn't like I kind of the only thing I might have like tweaked to was that like Robert Redford was going to be maybe the bad like the secret bad guy or whatever, like because I was kind of thinking like Robert Redford always plays like these you know square jawed American guy like heroes or whatever. I was like I bet they'll make him like the bad guy like uh, like just uh, like shock people or whatever. But like I wasn't shocked basically. I was like yeah I bet he's going to turn out to be like a shady like so and so and whatever. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that was probably my only small, small gripe with this movie. This is not a big deal as far as like the, the bigger Marvel universe or Shield, but I do like Shield, and we have Alexander Pierce who is a bad guy, and then we have uh, who's the other guy? Uh, the guy with the shaved head. Uh, Sitwell. Yeah, yeah, and these are all actual big Shield people who are actually not bad guys, <laughs> and I'm like kind of killing off a lot of shield guys and hopefully i hope i hope in my heart that they're kind of building to something where we get like you know oh hell dumb dumb duggins here and he's like alive and well and there's the contessa you know and like all that good stuff that that's a very very minor gripe because i know like the general movie going audience gives no shits about sit well they give no shits about pierce as far as being a bad guy you know if he's a good bad guy that's fine but as a comic fan, you know, I know these names. I know, like, 
the history they have and you know but 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 on the flip side we have Maria Hill and that was cool and we have uh I think the biggest thing I guess spoiler is uh Sharon Carter makes her debut in this movie. Yeah, that was really nice like as soon like I was kind of figuring cuz like I forgot like he said her name was something different and then I was like oh she's blonde and she kind of looks like like Sharon Carter and then well, obviously she comes in later and says she's agent 13 so I was like ah I knew it like okay yeah that was good I, and like the spy stuff was really good in this movie is like I'm not a big James Bond fan as far as like the recent movies so I don't know if like the Craig Ferguson not a Craig Ferguson fucking Daniel Craig <laughs> <laughs> Craig Ferguson is Bond. I'm James Bond. Fuck off. <laughs> he's got like Jeff Peterson as his like M. Like he was like, here, Craig, I gave you this gun. You know, like I can't lift my arm that high. Like, <laughs> this gun doesn't work as a gun. It actually turns into a pen. <laughs> you know? Oh, oh my. Uh, Daniel Craig is the uh, current James Bond. I apologize. But, like, this seemed like a better spy movie than most James Bond movies now. And yeah, I, it may, I may be all based on that, but that's just what I, I felt. It was like, it was just, it, it, it wrapped me in. I wanted to see what was going on. And best of all, the biggest thing I say about this movie is it made fucking Captain America look like a badass. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm, I, I'm not one of those people who are like, "Wow, Captain America's cool now." Like, like, but I do recognize that some people think Captain America's lame, or or they don't, they're stupid, and they don't play it. Like, obviously, he hasn't been in as popular as other superheroes in the last like five years. Like, same thing with Iron Man before his movie came out. Like, they, they were kind of like B level almost. But like, I, I would say this is this is uh, Captain America's Iron Man one to, uh, you know, Tony Stark's Iron Man, you know, this, like, fuck, fuck Iron Man 2, Captain America the First Avenger was good, but this is Cap's Iron Man for his franchise. Yeah, I would say, yeah, definitely, that people, people who were at not want to take him seriously anymore should, should take him seriously after this movie, basically. Man, like, I guess, like, I could gripe that, like, some of the scenes where it seemed like Cap had, like, super strength or something, but, like, man, it was just, like, so, like, well shot and adrenaline, like, pumping that it was, like, I didn't even care. Like, well, I was like, does, man, this is awesome. He does have super strength, Mike. He's a he's a super soldier. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I know, no, I know but it, it, technically he's I supposed know. to be, you know. Yeah. Just peak human physical condition or whatever, whatever you want to say. But I don't know, like when he when he like, you know, survives those falls and he like just busts yeah. through doors and whatever. Like I, I was kind of like, whoa, whoa, what? Okay, I, but... I, I think I think my favorite scene in the whole movie. I mean, the whole movie is really good and I'm not detracting from any of the action scenes. But one of my favorite ones is Cap in the elevator. Yeah, yeah that's an awesome scene. Yeah. Yeah, just just the the whole tone where people just keep coming in, and then when everybody's in, he's like, he, he that's the thing about Steve Rogers, he is supposed to be smart. He's not just a dumb soldier. He 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 knows how to analyze stuff, and he's like, just that line, you know, before you guys want to do this, anybody want to get off? 
that's just so badass. Yeah, it is really badass. And the thing I really appreciated with the portrayal of Cap in this movie is that even though he's, like, out of his element, he's never portrayed as, like, a dumbass, basically. Yeah. Like, you, he's, like whenever they do... It seems like whenever you do this with someone like Superman, like, in some of, like, the... Like, I, I guess I'll take Derek's role here for this point. Like, like in, in some of, like, the Timverse cartoons, it's like, well, Superman's in Gotham, so he has to be a total dumbass, and, like, he has to, like, be shown up by Batman and whatever, you know, and Batman's got to hold his hand and whatever. But, like, in, in the Winter Soldier, like, even when Cap has, like, you know, he's not a spy, so, like, when he gets drawn into this spy game, you know, even, like, even if he has, like, Natasha with him, like, he's never helpless, and he's never, he never looks like a dumbass, or that he can't, like, handle his way out of a situation or anything, so I really appreciated that. I, I guess the other, uh, you know, part of this movie that was really good is, uh, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. She, she nailed it. I think this is the best Black Widow, like Avengers, she was okay. Iron Man two, she was okay. But this was Natasha Romanoff, you know. Yeah, she was great in this movie. Before like these movies, I never thought much of her as an actress. But like she's yeah, she's I, I really liked her in the, in Avengers and in this. So um, yeah, what did, what did you guys think of like Cap's like new costume that he used in this? Did you think it was better than you know the previous two or what? I like both. I like the one that he used early on with, like, the more kind of shield, like, current, you know, like, wings and the star. And also, like, the fact that he went back to the one that he wore in uh, the first Avenger. I thought both of those were much better than the Avengers uh, costume. Yeah. yeah but... I was just going to say, yeah, like, I, I wasn't a fan of the, the Avengers costume. It was a little... I don't know. It looked, I call them the cap pajamas. <laughs> like, it, yeah. It's like most of those costumes, you're like, yeah, that's cool. And you look at Cap's costume, you're like, yeah, that's totally like a movie, like Halloween suit or something. <laughs> his, his cap onesie, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, like when I first saw the pictures of like that first like stealth suit like that he wears when he's working for S.H.I.E.L.D., I was kind of like... And, you know, I was like, I could see the influences from his, like, super soldier costume from the comics. But I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I like that, if that's going to be his, like, new main suit. But, like, after you watch the whole movie and he, you see he switches back to, like, the World War II suit at the end, you're kind of, like, glad, almost. And that, that first suit didn't even look too bad when he was in it, like, in the, like especially, like, in motion and stuff, you know, when he was doing oh, yeah, the action yeah. scenes, yeah. It was very sleek, and he had, like, the, the dull painted, like, shield, so it was, like, you know, stealth force cap, whatever. <laughs> Night luge, Captain America. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it, it, it kind of was a nice contrast, too, like, where his his first, when he's working for S.H.I.E.L.D., his, his suit's kind of muted, and then yeah, when he, he kinda, goes he back to his... The old school, yeah. Yeah, he's a bit more colorful, and, like, you know, that, that was a nice, like, uh... A subtle message or whatever, but I, I know um, uh, Justin. You said you were like you're okay with how Falcon looked and stuff, but what do you think about uh, Sam Snap Wilson as a character? He was all right. I don't know. I feel like I feel like there were a lot of characters in this that you didn't really get to know that well, like especially Sam in Agent Thirteen. Like, like Agent Thirteen didn't really have a whole lot of scenes. No, no, yeah. As far as I can remember, like, I only saw it the once in the theaters, unlike you guys, so I'm just going off, like, my memories. But, like, when I left the theater, I was like, huh, like, she wasn't really um, in that all that much. So 
I, like I appreciated her being in there. So, but I was just like, oh well, I guess she'll be like in the Avengers or probably in the third movie, and you know they'll have some kind of well, like. Well, I mean, to be honest though, Justin, like Bucky was not in this movie a whole lot at all either. Yeah, let's let's talk about like the 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 tit uh, the uh, what do you call it? the titular character of this movie the the Winter Soldier like yeah like Justin what did you think like I know he's one of your favorite comic book characters so what did you think overall of his role in this movie? It was all right. I mean, I know I know you and I talked about like his role in the first film. It's like in in uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. Like you know, Bucky is like Cap's childhood friend, and I feel like. You didn't really get to know him or spend a lot of time with him before he, like, falls off the train or whatever. So it didn't really have, like, that much impact. And so, like, you know, going into this film, I was like, okay, maybe, um, you know, maybe we'll get to spend some more time with Bucky and it'll, his, you know, his big reveal as the Winter Soldier will have more impact. But I don't know, like, I still feel like... It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they could have added, like, a whole lot. Like, they maybe they could have did, you know, just a few flashbacks to World War II or, like, to their childhood or something. Just, I don't know, something a little bit more meaningful than, like, oh, this is Bucky, he's my best friend. Oh, we're in war. Oh, he's dead now. That's real sad. I'm going to be sad about it. <laughs> now I'm frozen. But, like, <laughs> I just feel like, there, you know, there should have been more, like, more buildup, like, more time spent with that character instead of, like, Instead of just being told about Becky or like you know Nick Fury, Fury or you know, I, I will give him this though, no costume shame at all. He looked like the fucking comic book, like dead on. Yeah, they got just looked like really accurate. I was pleased about that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I, I, you know what my problem was basically with Bucky in the first movie at least was, and now like seeing this movie, I, I kind of like confirmed my suspicions. Like I feel like uh, Sebastian Stan was cast like in the first movie, with the eye on him being the Winter Soldier, basically. Because mm. I, in the first yeah. movie, I felt like Bucky was already kind of grim and, like, serious and stuff and, like, not lighthearted at all. And, you know, there's that one scene in the first Avenger where, like, you know, he snipes that guy that was going to shoot Cap, and Cap kind of gives him, like, a thumbs up or whatever. And I'm kind of like, oh, that's totally, like, they're totally, like, setting him up to be the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they also, they also like, in the first movie, like, if everybody knows Cap's lore, you know, Bucky is the kid commando. He's, like, you know, 15. Yeah. And he's, like, the same age as Cap, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, and this yeah the the movie series it seems like he's he's older or yeah basically the same age as like Steve so but you know I I thought it was it was okay like I think they 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 saved sort of the emotional impact like just barely with some like nice writing and stuff like like I I felt really bad for Bucky basically like when he's in like that the when he's being like reconditioned and stuff and like you know, I thought that was a really good scene. Him. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was very subtle, but just like the whole I knew him and he's like brainwashed and he's like not supposed to be like I know him. You know, I thought that was nice. Yeah, his so. he did very good with like his facial expressions and stuff. Like that, like what right after his mask falls off and like him and Steve like stare at each other. There's like this one like really brief inst- shot where like. He's looking at Steve, and, like, his eyes go away for one minute. Like, he's remembering something, and then he looks back at Steve and, like, brings his gun up. But, like, a lot of shots like that, I thought, built well, some and, kind of and, sympathy and there's probably for one of the best him. lines of the movie is, who the hell is Bucky? <laughs> yeah, that's true yeah. from the comics, too, so I really yeah. like that. 
Yeah, that was cool. I, I, I do remember that from the comics, too, yeah. And, like, I, I think I really liked the line, like, speaking of, like, emotional and, like, a, a nice good bit of writing where, where Steve, like, Steve's kind of totally defeated when, like, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents capture them. And he's kind of like, you know, even when I had nothing, I had Bucky, you know. So, like, it just, just with that one line, like, anyone who didn't see the first movie, it seems like, you know, you get the idea that he, he, Bucky and it was very, very important to him and, like, his best friend. I really also like that flashback, like Steve had, like later on, where after like, his Bucky mom died, like, yeah, yeah, when Bucky says, you know, when he gives him like, you know, the uh, through line for the end of the movie, where he's like, you know, I'm with you to the end of the line, pal, dude. I just hope, like, we, like I don't lose my arm and we're forced to fight to the <laughs> death, you know, you know, don't that would do, suck. like a cybernetic Russian or some shit. That'd be really weird. That would totally suck. Yeah, you know, I will say this one thing though, Evans. Since Fantastic Four, holy shit, has he improved as an actor? Yeah. Well, like, I, I never thought he was a terrible actor. No, but, but I, I mean, he's doing really good. I just good. didn't think he could play this kind of role, and yeah. he does it good. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, 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 you know, there was him in the Fantastic Four, and then he was, the next time I saw him, I think, was, like, in The Losers, where he was also, like, the comedy relief character. And then, like, in this, and I was like, wow, like, you, or, or the first Avenger, I was like, wow, he was good, like, you know. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that I like about him is, like, he'll say certain lines that, like, have that conviction, and you kind of, you know, buy them. Like, when him and Fury are looking at the Hello characters, and he's like, you know, like, times have changed, the world has changed, you know, like, you got to get with the program, he's like, don't expect me. You know, like, just don't expect me to. Like, three three words. Yeah. But you're like, fuck yeah, Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Like, or when he's, like, giving the speech to the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents and he, like, you know, like, it, it sold it. Like, like, he was asking them, like, you know, you guys, like, are you willing to fight for this? Like, are you willing to trust me and fight for this? And, like, he sold it, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean... I, I think this this movie did a really good job. Like Avengers did a good job too. Don't get me wrong; I'm not dissing on Avengers because Avengers did do a good job in progressing Cap. But this really helped make me like go with like. I mean, th- you know, they say it in the fucking control room. You know, you heard what he said, Captain's orders, and that that just gives you that like little tingly feeling in your like fanboy, you know, brain. Like, fuck yeah, Captain America's in charge. You know, I don't know. It, it just like this movie made me feel good when I watched it. You know. It made me feel bad about a lot of stuff because it's really dark. But when Captain America triumphed, you're like, fuck yeah, Captain America, you know? Yeah. I was going to say about Bucky, like, I, I thought the fight scenes were phenomenal in this movie. Like, that 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 one fight on the, on the like, highway between, like, Bucky and Cap, or, or the city he, street. Was even, like, like, Nick Fury awesome. trying to get away from people was awesome. Yeah, that that was a awesome. Like all the action and the fight scenes in this movie were like some of the best like these movies have ever had. But like I I don't I I just really dug the whole like uh uh when Bucky like kind of switches knife hands in the middle of like a fight, like he throws the knife to his other hand and he does all these cool like knife moves. Like I was like, "Oh man, that's awesome." 
But yeah, I know it's not the actor, but still, whoever the actor, like whoever the stuntman was, yeah, he did an awesome job. Yeah, I actually, well, like I was watching the extras on the Blu-ray like earlier this week, and like I actually think like Sebastian Stan like did do some of those moves because he it says he went through like six weeks of fight training or something. Nice. So he, yeah, and they were they were saying like um. No, they were when they I watched like the commentary and they were like talking about the the Batrock fight with Cap and they were like you know ninety five percent of that is like George Saint Pierre is like Batrock and they said and once like uh, Cap takes his like helmet off like ninety five percent of that is like uh, Chris Evans like they really wow. like. It, yeah, they they said they really did the choreography and the fight training. It was like the the only things that aren't like Chris Evans and like George Saint Pierre. Yeah, when like they had to do, a big flip kick at the end. Yeah, so we had to like hire some gymnasts for that. But you know, yeah. But other than that, like they they really trained their asses off to do the fight scenes themselves. So I, I guess we should give a throughout to our comic fans. Um, there is one guy a lot of people don't know who's in this movie, but he's he's in there. He's in there. Um, what do you think about Crossbones? Yeah, that was really cool. Like, I, I, I knew, like, when he said Rumlow, like, I was like, oh, cool, that's Crossbones. But I know a lot of people didn't catch on to that. And, like, one of my friends who who is a comic fan, but, like, not, like, a huge comic fan, like, he was like, oh, man, I didn't even notice that was Crossbones until, like, the end where they show, like, his scarred body and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, I get you now. Like, I, I'm following this. I, I so hope they give him like a, 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 a at least as good of a costume as the comic book because actually his comic book costume is not like film horrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it just needs like a skull mask or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, and that that was cool. They tied that in there too. So, like you know, yeah, just a little little shout out. And also, I guess since we're doing shout outs, I know Mike really proved this. I don't know about you, Justin. Uh, you can say if you liked it or not. How do you like uh, Zola coming back, especially as a weird floating head? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of neat. That was nice, yeah. Like, I, fe- I felt like that was, like, a nice, like, uh, th- they tried to do the best they could without, like, you know, in the yeah, limits even of costume shame, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, see where, like, we'll see where they go with that. I don't know if that, they said Zola's gone. We'll, we'll see, you know. You know uh, Marvel, you never know who's dead, but... Well, especially in this movie, there's like eight fake deaths in this movie. Almost, it's like, oh yeah, you, know, Nick, you think Crossbones is fucking dead, you know, and then they yeah. show him at the end, yeah, yeah. But no, it's, it's not a big deal. It's like, oh you yeah, know, some sometimes like you know you can't get rid of your toys just yet, pretty much. I, I I prefer when they don't kill villains in movies because I'm I'm so I, I got so tired of that in the nineties, like the like the Batman films are like. Here's a Joker. He's going to die in the first fucking movie. I'm like, D- what? <laughs> no, keep these guys around, you know? Fucking hey, they're the villains, you know? I was just going to ask, were you guys disappointed at all? And I, I like, at first I was kind of like, I don't know. But then I thought about it and then I was like, no, you know what? They made the right choice in the film. Were you guys, like, maybe expecting Pierce to turn out to be someone else? Like, you know, like, I don't know, the Red Skull or, like, you know, someone else, like, you might have known? Or did you just think he was straight up? Maybe, like, like, you know, like maybe, maybe, like, Baron Von Strucker, maybe? Yeah. And what about you, yeah. Justin? Did you did you think of that at all? Or? I, I kind of expected him to be, like, Red Skull or, or someone like that. But, like, I was surprised when he wasn't, you know... Someone established. 
Yeah. The, the, the way I thought of it was, like, I was just thinking of it, and someone said, like, well, he already is, like, you know, pretty much, like, uh, enforcing a, a policy of, like, killing a bunch of people, like, so, I mean, like, if he's showing Nazi-like tendencies, like, already, it's a bit, like, on the nose to for him to be, like, some like an actual Nazi, basically. Yeah. So, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so, you yeah, know, that would probably be kind of lame, like. He had, like, while his dead body's lying there, it turns I, I, into, like, Hugo Weaving or something. I, I did like the callback that Gary Shandling's congressman is a fucking Hydra agent, though. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that that was cool. Yeah. They, they they did not seem afraid of, like, calling back and doing all these Easter eggs and what do you call that, which I, I was very grateful for, basically. Like, I felt rewarded. I just have one question. Who is the consultant... <laughs> I don't know. We still it's been like six movies now and we still don't know who the consultant is. I'm afraid Who could it be? I'm afraid he might be a Hydra agent. I don't know. He must be. He certainly couldn't be one I'm of the stars of these movies. I, I think one of the things this movie did really good and um I know we're getting close to wrapping this up. I think one of this movie strongest point is at the end you are so invested in seeing the next fucking Captain America movie and that's that's a really good thing. I really like that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Cap. Like, I think it says something that they've already announced, like, Cap 3 for, like, 2016, and it's going to go up against, like, Batman and Superman. So, you know, that, I don't know, like, if they expected it to be this big of a hit, but, you know, it certainly earned it. Like, yeah. I, I know people <laughs> might it might give their favorite movie or comic book movie award this year to, like, Guardians, but, like... I, I think Winter Soldier and Guardians are kind of neck and neck with me, like, honestly. I'm not going to lie. I saw Guardians first. I got Cap uh, on DVD, but I watched it this week, and maybe it's because it's more current. I don't know. I mean, there's there's obviously bias of, like, what you've seen recently. I really like Guardians of the Galaxy, but Cap had a lot of, like, little fucking fanboy squee moments where I was like, hell yeah, and, like, that that's a good thing in a movie, so... I'm I'm kind of on the fence too. I'm like, Cap is not a bad fucking movie at all. Like this is this is some good stuff. So, yeah, I I, I would say like he's definitely in the running as far as being the best Marvel movie this year. And it's like a hard pick this year because like Cap, Guardians, and X Men were all like really good. So I'm still know, waiting cool, on Future a... Past. I don't Future Past when I see it like in like two weeks I'll probably be like ee! yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah, like it was a close race. I mean. Well, poor, poor uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 can't get close to them, but, you know. Uh, yeah, I've already, I, I, I've already I blame said this on that on talk, and I, I feel bad for saying this. I've seen Amazing Spider-Man on the shelves multiple times at Walmart. When I saw Captain America, the Winter Soldier, I picked it up right away. I picked up Amazing Spider-Man three times and put it back down and said, nah. Yeah. Sorry, Jamie Foxx, but you were lame. I'm sorry, yeah. it was just uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier... Good movie. If you uh, like Mike said, I'll take Mike's way of saying it. If you like a good Marvel movie, you'll like this. If you like a good fucking movie, you'll like this. I'm not gonna fight you. You're my friend. You're my mission. Finish it. 
gives him with you to the end of the line. All right, then. So that's The Winter Soldier. We all liked it, and uh, we can't wait for Cap 3, and, you know, go buy it. It's out on Blu-ray right now. Right now, at your current location, wherever it, you do are. It, do it now. Yes. All right, so uh, I guess we'll go into our, you know, usual segment of the, the every Fanholes podcast, uh, our awesome thing this week. And uh, usually I pass it off to someone else to go first so I can collect my thoughts, but I think I'm going to go first this time. Um, this this past week has been good to me in a, what do you call, in a Transformers vein. I've gotten a lot of new toys and stuff. Um, you, you had your toy week I had last week. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like at the beginning of the week I picked up Masterpiece Prowl finally, which has been long in coming and like he's awesome. And like I actually had like those third party rocket launchers for his shoulders for like four months before this, but because I knew I'd eventually get him, but like I just hadn't found the time or it just didn't feel like ordering him online or anything, but he was, I, I stopped in at uh, Toys R Us like earlier this week and he was staring me in the face and I was like, he was like, it is only logical, Michael, buy me, you know? And I was like, okay, Prowl, like you said it. <laughs> or I'll kill your family. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He was like, I'll merge with Devastator and crush you. Okay. So never mind. I'll, we'll do it. So yeah, Prowl's awesome. And then like the past couple of days, I've, I've, uh, our good friend Derek, who is not here, he sent like a he sent a, a coupon for like Hasbro Toy Shop like to most of us and like so I used it and I ordered a Nightbeat the new, the newest wave of uh, Transformers Generations I got Nightbeat Crosscut and G Axis uh, I would have gotten Windblade too but she was out of stock ooh la la she's so special yeah but whatever she, um, she's at Walgreens special. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess I guess she's super popular because she's all like uh, fan created and whatever. But what you know, maybe I'll see her in stores, or maybe I'll eventually get around to getting her. I don't know. Drift needs a girlfriend, I guess. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. So like Nightbeat, Crosscut, and G Axis, all three are remolds, but they're all like good remolds, and oh well. I guess Nightbeat like is a remold of that Goldfire Bumblebee mold, which isn't a very good toy. But like since Nightbeat's one of my favorite characters, like I had to get him. So it's nice to have another new Nightbeat. Crosscut is pretty like he has a like my my original. He's a remold of the Skids mold, and my original Skids broke, so I gotta track down another Skids eventually. But Crosscut is pretty good, and like uh, he's got a nice new head. And uh, I actually ordered like a a, a, a toy sh- like shovel for him to hold, like eventually. So hopefully, <laughs> I got that on eBay. So like, if, if anyone's read more than meets the eye, they know that uh, what do you call it? Crosscut is is the senator from a city state who uh, wields a shovel and writes plays about it. So yeah. But um, and then you've got G Axis or I think like Chester Cheetah. He's like so friggin' orange. But uh, you know he's a he's a pretty good like mold. Like I, Tony, I know you have like the Armada Starscream mold. So like I I was debating getting that and then I decided to wait on it and get G Axis instead. And like yeah, like he G Axis is good. He's he's a very extensive remold of that Armada version. Yeah, like, he's got that. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a different nose cone, a different head, different wings, different weapons, so, like, it makes him look different enough. 
And he can even do, like, the hunchback thing from, like, IDW, which is nice. And um, finally, um, just today, I had to run some errands at Walmart, and I saw Rat Trap there. And also, like, some of the Age of Extinction stuff was, like, on sale for, like, $10. So I got Rat Trap and Crosshairs. And uh, Rat Trap's okay. I mean... He's he's got the great mouse like mouse or rat mode. It's a bitch getting him into that mode. His robot mode's kind of I don't know like the articulation is in all the wrong places and it, like yeah. kind of looks gawky. His, his elbows really suck. Yeah, but he's okay. I was surprised like I enjoy Crosshairs a lot. Age of Extinction like Crosshairs like he was probably my favorite Autobot from that movie. So. You know, he's got all his car bits become, like, a sort of, like, trench coat or duster for him. So, like, he looks cool like that, I think. And, like, it's it's truly a heroic effort to make, that like, that work as a toy. So, like, I appreciate that. And then, like, I've got... The last thing is, like, I've got my a Voyager Roadbuster, like, which I think, Tony, you, you've gotten already and said is very good, a, a very good toy, and he's I, headed I, I think my, I, my, my uh, exact words were, yes! Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So he, he's headed my way, too, from, like, Big Bad Toy Store. Like, I had him pre-ordered. So, yeah. So, in the past week, I've gotten pretty... I've caught up on Transformers, basically. I mean... Uh, the only of the current like crop of stuff, I mean, the only other things I want maybe are like Brainstorm and maybe when Jetfire comes down in price a little, I'll get him. But that's about it. So, yeah. So that's that's my awesome thing this week: Transformer toys. So, what about you, Tony? Um, mine's, mine's gonna be really quick after my my huge list last week. Um, I got the Winter Soldier on DVD, which we just talked about, so no use going into that. But I did get it, so awesome on that um and also i got rhinox this week rhinox is pretty cool he's kind of flopping his legs that happens but he's big he's bulky he looks like the cartoon and he turns into a really awesome rhino i mean like very more like i guess i don't know i'm trying to zoologically accurate than the original version wow i actually pulled out the right word and yeah, he's got the twin Gatling Guns of Doom, so if you get a chance to pick up Rhinox, totally pick him up. He's he's well worth it. And his legs don't suck that much. They're just a little floppy. You can you can get some good poses out of him. So yeah, that's my two things. Sweet. Justin and you? Um, I've got several things. Like I I don't know like when this episode will be transmitted, but like from my point of view, it's actually been a while since I've did a proper show with you guys, so I've got a few things, and I'll try to be very brief. Um, my first thing is a book. It's called The Last Gunfight by Jeff Gouin. And basically, it's about the shootout at the OK Corral. And, um, you know, I, I know I'm the history guy, but, like, until, like, the past couple of years, like, I've never really had much interest in, like, Westerns or, like, you know, any kind of interest in, like, the historical uh, Old West. So I'm really, you know, enjoying learning about the actual history, and it's kind of like... It's a very, uh, the book itself is very interesting how they, you know, tell what actually happened. And the author kind of admits that a lot of uh, historical information, like, doesn't exist. Like, um, you know, the the, uh, Earps, they all have, like, basically live-in common-law wives. Like, they're not actually married to them. And there's not a lot of information about them. And 
Sometimes it's so, called so, a, like nobody's like painted really nicely or really badly. It's just like facts. Well, what I was gonna say is like sometimes this lack of information causes the author to like assume too much or maybe too little. I guess I don't know because like Doc Holliday has a a common law wife, and when she leaves Tombstone, the author is kind of like, well, she got fifty dollars from this guy, so I assume she's a prostitute. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> You don't. You're just kind of like assuming. Like, hey, you what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, but despite that, like, it's a really enjoyable book. I I really like it. Um, my two other things, Mike might enjoy this one. Is uh, I really like the new Weird Al CD, uh, Mandatory Fun. Um, there's only like one or two songs on there that I don't care for, but like overall, like it's a really good CD, and I always like get into it. It's, it's got several like really great catchy songs and. You know, it, it has yet another, like, polka, like, melody of, like, different, you know, different, like, I guess, hit songs <laughs> or whatever. Um, but it's a really heard, great CD. I heard a lot of the uh, songs on his uh, Media Blitz, where he released a lot of the videos on different uh, video channels. And, yeah, they're they're really fun. I, I laughed a lot at, like, stuff like, Good. you know, I, I'm uh, uh, not, 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 I'm happy, was it? I'm, uh, crap, <laughs> what song? Tacky. Or? I'm tacky. Yeah, I'm tacky and uh, handyman and stuff like that. Yeah, that was. Uh, I, re- I really liked word crime. Yeah. Word crime. Oh, that was yeah. probably my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great CD. Um, and my last thing is, um, I've been reading the uh, Saint Seiya Next Dimension manga, and this is kind of a continuation from where the anime uh, left off. Like this, this uh, chapter of Saint Seiya hasn't been animated yet, and. I guess I'm basically reading, like, scanlations, because sometimes I know some of the characters' names are, like, not spelled properly. Like, there's a character um, in one of the animes, Saint Seiya Lost Canvas. Uh, he's called Alone, like, and he's basically this kid who is uh, taken over by the spirit of Hades. But, like, in the scanlation, he's called Arone. It's like A-L-O-O-O-N or something. I'm just like, what? Little things like that, but I guess, you know, it, it, it's better than nothing. And uh, it's actually, I think there's actually like several chapters that haven't been translated yet. So, like, I'm kind of, you know, I'm almost. What is, I'm, what is I'm, the American version of that? It's not Ronin Warriors. What is it? Knights of the Zodiac. Knights of the Zodiac, yeah. That's the American version, yeah. Okay. Like, I'm almost up to the point where there's like, you know, there's not going to be anything for like another maybe six months or. You know, whenever it's released in Japan, and then it may be another six months before it's scanned later or whatever. So I'm kind of I'm trying to not read it in big chunks, but like just the other night I sat here and like I was on chapter 20 and I read up to like chapter 32 or 35 or something. I was like, mm, I gotta s- slow down and kind of savor this. Oh, on that note, just just for a random shout out to Mike, uh, I think he would like people to read uh, Dragon Ball Z Multiverse. Yeah, that's a very good fan manga. Something to tide you over since there's not a lot of Dragon Ball Z content out right now. So that's but, when fanfic goes right. All right, but no, that's just, I actually I actually did like find the uh, uh, Tombstone quote unquote the movie, but like the uh, Wyatt Earps and stuff thing sound pretty interesting. Justin, I like that kind of stuff. I like, I like historical Wild West stuff. I always like that kind of stuff. So those were our awesome things. Um, stuff will be good, I guess. <laughs> Like, I could never close these shows well. Like, that's why we need Derek. Like, Derek always knows exactly like, everything. 
you know, be sure to check us out on like Stitcher Radio and Tumblr and send us an email at fandolspodcast at gmail. Yes, yes. Check us out on Bitcher Radio and Tumblr. <laughs> yes. Yeah, something like, you know, like, you know, like, Cat in America, the Winter Soldier is part of phase two of the uh, new uh, Marvel is, uh, series, so make sure to check out the other movies. And also, since we also have Lord of the Rings coming up soon in December, make sure to check out the new Hobbit movie because that'll be great fun. And anything that you hear about us on the Awesome Thing of the Week will be on the spindle, and we'll be glad to like share that with you. Yes. That's exactly what he would say. And, you know, yes, if you if you are enraged or uh, you agree with anything we've said on this show, please send us an email at fanholespodcast. Uh, what do you call it? G- at gmail.com. <laughs> and, uh, you know, leave a comment or, you know, uh, a review on iTunes. You know, iTunes reviews are always welcome, you know, good or bad, you know. The more reviews you get, the more popular you are pretty much on iTunes, it seems like. So, yeah, that's all good, and um, we're also on that's Facebook pretty... and uh, Tumblr. Yeah, and and those, yes. So uh, you know, this is Mike signing off. Hey, this is Justin. This is Tony, and I got shot twice in the arm, a perforated liver, and two slugs in my spine. But all in all, I'm doing okay. Let's have some taters. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. I love that song. It's the Isengard to Isengard to Isengard. <laughs> I, I, I and if, if if Brian was here, or he is here, but he can't talk, he would say, peace. If Derek was here, he would say how much he loved lobster women and that Goku could be Superman. Totally. Ah, yes, Derek, lover of lobster women. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> See, it's easy when he can't defend himself. You can, you can say outlandish things. <laughs> Lover of lobster women, defender of Starfire's fidelity. Yes. 